Hey, Slate Church. So excited that you're here joining us for the pre-service again. You know, we're going to have a lot of fun today in church. So why don't you even just say what you're excited about in the chat as we get going. My name's Candice and I'm part of our worship team. My name's CJ. Um, I serve on host team and we're so glad you guys are out here today. Um, if you're at our uh, watch parties at 1030, you'll notice that I'm also there. And you're probably confused because I'm doing the pre-service, <laughs> but I'm also there. And honestly, I, I can't really elaborate off of that. It's, just, it's magic. You know, we're just living in a magical world this Sunday morning, but we're excited. If you're watching online, welcome. If you're watching at a watch party, why don't you give a little woo-woo? You know, just a quiet one, not too loud. We need to make sure particles aren't transferring through your mask, all of that good stuff. But we're pumped that you're here and spending Sunday with us. It's going to be a great time. And, you know, one of our values as a church is that we say that church is meant to be enjoyed and not endured. So we're just going to have some fun right off the top. You down? So down. Okay, so CJ and I were talking before this and we're like, you know, what is your worship this or that? Or really our Sunday this or that. So we have some questions for you. If you're at a watch party, you can just kind of yell out your answers. Why not? Go for it. If you are online, why don't you throw your answers in the chat? Okay, so the first this or that question, CJ, coffee or tea in the morning? Oh, coffee for sure. You know, we got we got to be worshiping um, and just celebrating as on Sundays with like the most like high power we can so we just gotta get juiced up on that caffeine and just stay fired up <laughs> love it okay I'm also a coffee person in the morning you know I'm trying to give God my best not my like half asleep worship so you know it has to be coffee that's true first thing loving what we're seeing in the chat some coffee people some tea people oh. I can I can basically hear people in watch parties yelling I think I think I heard some tea. I don't get I don't get tea people. I mean, I appreciate it. I love that for you, but I it's not for me. Not for me whatsoever. Okay, so your Sunday morning breakfast. Are you a pancake person or a waffle person? That's a really loaded question. So, we really we really got to like <laughs> dissect that because pancakes like yeah they're cool like they're soft and fluffy but it's like it's sog city you you leave it for 30 minutes because you're, you're too right. into the worship <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not it but if you're if you're a waffle person you know you get the crunch and like you're like oh like why do you Wait, say sorry the what the, the crunch it's like the sound it makes it's it's like yeah crunch is the descriptive okay. word okay but it's like the sound it's the crunch the crunch got it yeah okay you have like, there are some people in the chat right now who are very disappointed with you and your, your pancake answer. Oh, I know. But, hey, it's okay. It is what it is. Okay, next one. What is your worship stance? So I, you know, in worship, I think I'm a, I have a, a one hand up. And then when I get really excited, I like karate chop. So you have one hand up and then the karate chop of like, what's happening in worship? What, what's yours? Oh, I, honestly, it depends on the song. Usually if it's like another in the fire, you know. Just a nice, super slow, convicting song. I'm, I'm kind of like you're okay. Into you're a one arm. I'm a one armer. Um, I know, I know. Um, Pastor Jared, he he hits the frisbee sometimes. Ooh, okay. He's into it. I've no. been thinking about this quite a bit. Pastor Jared hits the dice roll, and if you are a TikTok person, you know that Pastor Jared hit the TikTok trend before it was a TikTok trend. People in the chat, please agree with me. If you're at a watch party, please yell it out. We're right. Pastor Jared just he started. He is a TikTok influencer. Started the dice roll trend. That's all I got to say. Okay, we have some other fun things planned for you this morning. We're going to do the emoji challenge like we did last week. We're going to throw up some emojis on the screen. And I want you to guess in watch parties again. Just shout it out if you're on the chat. You know, put it in the chat what you think this is. I, I, I'm really not sure if we're being honest. Be church or be square. I'm guessing it's be there or be square because, you know, we want to be at church or be square. But I'm loving this. Be the, be church or be square. Be there or be square. Love um, it. That's good. That's What's good. the next one? People in the chat. Maybe that's know. it. I don't, I don't know. I'm looking at the chat. Maybe. That one's wrong. That one's, that one's very incorrect. Oh, my goodness. So wrong. The, we love you, but very Yuck. Wrong. Very wrong. I think I'm going to say it's a strong word. Yep, strong word, which is uh, actually Ooh. what we're um, gonna get into today. Ooh, great transition, great transition. Hey church, we're about to head into worship. We're about to head into the rest of our service. And I don't know about you, but I know that God is something, God is going to do something incredible and powerful today. So why don't you get up off your feet, get ready to worship. Maybe you need to stretch a little bit, get your, like, get your, get ready for that jumping that you're gonna do in worship, but we're gonna have a great time. See you there, church.
into worship together. Just sing about God's faithfulness. sing in the darkness and in the darkness we were waiting without hope without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless
Every week at Slate Church, we take some time just to uh, talk about the things that people are grateful for and talk about the prayer requests in our church and then take some time to just pray for those things. Thank God, but also ask him for the things that we know that he's so capable of. So just a few things that people are grateful for that we're praising God for this week. Uh, someone is thankful for all the doors that God has been opening for them and their friends after going through a season of waiting. That's a tough time to go through, but we're grateful for that. We're also, uh, someone is also thankful for the seasons of waiting and preparation. How good is that? Uh, God works in those seasons. But we're also uh, <coughs> just going to take some time to go through some things that people in our community are praying for. Um, so someone is praying for someone's colleague that was recently diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer and was given a few months to live. We're believing God for that situation. We're also praying for someone's relationship with their family. So we're just gonna lift those things up in prayer. If you feel comfortable, why don't you just lift a hand to the screen, just in uh, um, standing alongside these people in their prayer requests. And then if there's something that wasn't mentioned, which I'm sure there's many, 
If you want to lift that other hand, um, just to represent your prayer request and what you need God to do in your life. Let's pray. God, we just thank you first of all and first and foremost for all the things that you've done in our community and all the things that people are grateful for and thankful for in this tough season that we're all going through, God. There's so many things to be grateful for and so many things that you're doing despite the struggles. God, and we also lay all of these prayer requests at your feet. There's a lot of things that people are struggling with in this season. God, and we just give them to you because you are the great physician. God, you can provide for us financially, God. You can provide for us in so many other ways, God. And we know that because we saw that. We saw the things that you did and we see the things that you're gonna do. So again, we lay those at your feet and we thank you so much for what you're gonna do. In your name, amen. Why don't we sing together? In the morning that you rose, all of heaven held its breath. Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe. For the souls of all who'd come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was born. Well, hey, church, we're going to continue in our worship right now as we gather around our giving. And I just want to encourage you in our giving today by reading scripture. I want to read today from Acts chapter 20. And Paul says this, says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, really, we live in a world, a society that is structured around the pursuit of the good life, a life that is uh, centered around self, that is centered around how much we can get, how much money we can get, how many likes we can get, how many promotions we can get, how many eyes we can get on us. It's all about pursuing the good life and getting. But I just want to challenge you today to not live the good life, but actually live the God life, a life that's not all about serving ourselves but it's about serving others. A life that's not about how much we can get, but how much we can give. And let's remember the words of Jesus today when he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So we have an opportunity right now to actually put our trust in Jesus when it comes to our finances, where we can actually really make a faith statement that says, God, I am surrendering, I'm sacrificing myself, and I'm giving it to you. And listen, we, we know that God honors that in incredible ways. And so we have this opportunity right now to give, and we wanna encourage you to do so, knowing that your giving actually impacts the lives of so many people through Slate Church. There's many ways to give. They're up beside me right here, and uh, we would love for you to do that. But why don't, you pray, why don't you pray with me right now as we just pray over this giving today. Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you so much for how blessed we truly are. Father, just take this giving today and this gift and, and do more with it than we ever could in our own strength. Father, we just pray that it would be a blessing to others. And we thank you that 
your word says that it's even a blessing unto us. And so, Father, take it, we surrender it, we give it to you, and we just ask that you would do with it what only you can do in your mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, hey, everyone. It's good to see you. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here at church today. Uh, Listen, a couple of quick announcements, uh, a couple great things that are coming up at Slate Church that we want to make you aware of today. The first is this. Every Thursday morning, we do prayer morning. Happens Thursdays at 6.30 in the morning. And you know what? It is an incredible way to start your day. It is so worth getting up for. It is so worth prioritizing that time. It happens from 6.30 to 7.30. It's a Zoom call. We would love to have you there. Listen, if you don't want to, you don't have to have your video on. Don't feel like everybody's going to be like looking at you the whole time or anything like that. But just join us for prayer. There's so much power in prayer, and we would love to see you there. For more information on that, you can go to slatechurch.com slash prayer. Find out everything you need to know. The other thing we want to tell you about is connect groups. If you're not in a connect group at Slate Church, what are you waiting for? There is no better time to get involved in a connect group than right now. It's a a community, a small community of individuals that uh, can cheer you on in life, and they're there for you. They're your people, you know? And so we would love for you to sign up for a connect group as well. Uh, If you want more info on that, slatechurch.com slash connect groups is your destination for everything that you need to know and to get yourself signed up for a connect group. Last thing that I want to tell you about today is watch parties. It's so awesome that we get to have watch parties again. People at the watch party, why don't you make some noise uh, today? It's so awesome that we've got watch parties. Make sure that you sign up for next week's watch party, slatechurch.com slash watch parties to do that. Don't forget, uh, we want to make sure that we can serve you the best we can. And so make sure that you sign up for that. It would really help us out. All right. Well, hey, it's so exciting, the things that are going on in church in the future, but also we've got an incredible thing happening right now, a segment of our service that we absolutely love. It's called The Interview, and so I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Jared right now to take us through The Interview. Hey, Slate Church. It's good. Look at this. We're back online for The Interview. It's been a while since we've seen a Zoom interview, and I'm really excited. We're doing the Zoom interview today, not because of COVID restrictions or anything like that, but because the person that we're interviewing today actually doesn't live in Canada. And so I'm, I'm not going to take any time here. They've got a phenomenal story of what God has done in their life. But I'm going to pass it over to, uh, to Samson here today. Can we give it up for Samson, whether you're at home watching or whether you're at our watch parties that have started today? Why don't you put your hands together and just, uh, and just give it up for Samson. Samson, why don't you introduce yourself just a little bit and tell us a little bit about even where you are and who you are and what's going on there. Okay, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I'm Samson Duty from Ghana. Um, the western part of Africa, to be precise. Um, I grew up in a large family, eight brothers with one sister. Um, I basically am a lab tech- technician and also doing an online program, trying my best to get a job as well. And yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> oh, That's amazing, man. Thank you. Thank you for that overview. That's great. And we were talking just a minute before this, and you were telling me that you actually grew up in a Christian home. There's a season in your life where you kind of uh, just took a left turn from a lot of the stuff that you had had grown up knowing about, but God actually met you uh, where you found yourself. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, so I grew up in a very good Christian home, but very strict as well. So um, basically I wanted to leave the the family because I want to live my life. I want to go and taste the world to feel how the world looks like because my dad was very strict. He wouldn't allow us to go out to meet friends and everything. So I decided to run from home, basically go to the high school in a boarding house where I will not be under the presence of my, my parents. So when I went there, God actually met me there. Um, I decided to join the entertainment team, join a gang, a, a team. But I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I was appointed as a chaplain in the high school. And that's where God actually begin to move in my life. Um, I decided to accept Christ as a Lord and personal Savior and was baptized when I got back home. And my Christian journey actually started from there. Even from the beginning, I was running from my parents to lead a life that pleases me. But when I get to that point, God was actually ahead of me and brought me back home. <laughs> ah, that's yes. amazing. 
That's amazing. What what was that like? Like, do you remember like a time in there where where God actually met you, where you said like, I know you're talking about being like a chaplain and things like that, but like, what what was that moment where God actually found you, uh, wherever you had found yourself? Okay, so basically, I decided to, you know, this entertainment team, they go out for clubs, make a lot of friends, have girlfriends and all those things. I want to have a girlfriend and you know how it feels like because my friend talks about girlfriend and everything. I want to have a feel of it. And at that point of time where I was giving my life to those things, that's where people started calling me names that actually I wasn't feeling comfortable about it. People were calling me pastor and I was like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing to be called pastor? So it shifted my attention from what I was doing back to, uh, to, to, to what God wanted me to do. Mm. Yeah, so basically I was lost in doing things that I'm not supposed to do, and but God found me over there. Ah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Samson, you're somebody that I think lives a life that is just like, you, you're so aware that what you have isn't yours, but it's actually God's, whether that be your physical, like things that you own, or whether it be like your characteristics or your traits or your personality or your time or whatever. Like, how do you live your life? what are the things that you've realized in your life that help you understand? Like, even when I was talking to you, you're like, oh, I've got my health, like all, like, um, thanks to God. And like, thanks to God, these places have called me back. How do you keep that perspective in your life of like God's goodness and the fact that he's given you all that you have? Okay, so I basically have trusted a lot because I've been through a lot and I would have been, I don't know how to put it, but I've not, I would have lost my life a long time ago, but God has been with me all the time. Anytime I feel like I'm giving up, that's the time God shows up. Anytime I feel like it's over, that's when God actually comes into the scene to, to, to show. The God is still in a miracle business. God is still powerful. He's still in the business of calling his children from any condition. And God is not limited to distance. The more we stay meditating upon the word of God, reading the word of God, that's where we get much closer to God. So I always want to get closer to God by meditating upon his word, reading his word. That's where I feel the power that, that, that there's, there's, there, is, there is still God in my life doing things that uh, he has done before. Yeah, he's not limited to distance. He's not limited to what he can do. He can do things that is above our imagination and our understanding. So this has been my perspective and I always hold on to it. <laughs> man, that's a it's a powerful perspective, man. Even just listening to you talk there, I'm getting fired up because you're right. Like he's not limited to 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 time or distance or location, um, or to anything that we limit him by. He's actually like much much more powerful than we give him credit for. And so talking to you today, even just in my my personal like my mind is I'm I'm listening to you. I'm like, man, I, I got to give more credit for for God of like for who He is and what He can do and what He has done. And so it is such such a great perspective. Listen. We're going to wrap this interview up. I feel like I could talk to you for a long time about these things, but if we had to wrap this up right now, if you had one encouragement for somebody, maybe that, as you mentioned, is kind of at the end where you're saying, God is meeting me at the end. When I feel like giving up, this is where God meets me. What would be your encouragement for somebody that maybe feels like giving up, like they're at the end of their rope? Okay, so someone who is watching and want to give up, I would like to say God is still in the same. All may change, COVID may change everything, but he's still the same. He's still calling his children. When you can avail yourself to him, he will come to you and bring you back to him. There is more things he has done and we have testified of it. So God is still in his miracle business. God is still closer to you as you even think that maybe God is distant from you. He's still with us. There's no way you can give up because if he didn't give up on the cross of Calvary, Jesus didn't give up on the cross. So you don't have to give up. You don't have to. You just avail yourself to him and he would still come close to you. Wow. Yeah. So yeah man, that's there's a, no way to give up. <laughs> that's a good word, Samson. Man, thank you for that today. And I think people are going to be really encouraged by that. Uh, I, dude, I'm encouraged by it. Um, and thank you for your time to actually jump in and and uh, and chat a little bit about what God's done in your life and who you are. Uh, you're a blessing to our church, man. You've been a phenomenal online and in the host team. And we're, we're blessed to have you and so, so grateful for you. And so grateful that you take the time today to connect and talk about what God's done in your life. It's going to encourage a lot of people, man. I appreciate it. Well, hey, 
wasn't it great getting to hear from Samson today? Uh, I'm just so thankful for him sharing his story. And it's so cool that even all the way across the world, he's actually serving on our host team online uh, and actually helping to build the church right where he's at, which is incredible. So I always thank Samson, uh, whether it's in the chat or the YouTube comments, uh, or even in person at our watch parties, give him a round of applause. Hey, my name is Nate, and alongside my wife, Em, we're on the lead team here at Slate Church. And I'm excited to share with you guys a little bit about this word evangelism today. And I think some of us might have some preconceived notions about this. We might think of it as a preacher in downtown Kitchener holding a Bible and yelling about hell or something. We might think of it as like Billy Graham and these great televangelists and like revivals and some old grainy photos. But simply put, evangelism is actually just sharing the good news of Jesus, just sharing the good news of his death and his resurrection and what he did for us. It's that simple. And as Christians, we all actually have a responsibility to be evangelists. That's part of the Great Commission and this idea of go make disciples that we've been talking about. We actually need to go out and share this good news of what Jesus did on the cross, how he rose again, and how that's actually working out in our lives and how he's currently transforming us. And there's a lot of ways we can do this. We can do it by sharing about church on our social media. We can invite somebody out to a watch party, send somebody a link of service, all these different great things. Uh, but we can also invite people into our lives. I think there's something so powerful about actually inviting people to walk with us through the rhythms of our day-to-day -day life and actually let them get up close and personal with the ways that Jesus is transforming us and the ways that that's actually playing out in our lives. And this isn't an excuse to not actually share verbally the gospel, but it's actually uh, so powerful. We can both share verbally and share this good news in our actions. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about what evangelism and all of us taking this ownership and having this heart can do uh, for our city and for our world. Uh, and I'm excited that we actually get to dive a little bit deeper into this with Pastor Brandon's message today, as he's gonna be touching on this topic as well. So why don't we just get prepared? Let's be expectant, let's get our notebooks out and let's get ready for Pastor Brandon and welcome him as he comes to deliver our message today. Well, church, hasn't this, uh, this service just been so good so far? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here and to be bringing the word. If you don't know who I am, my name is Brandon. I'm, uh, I lead pastor of Slate Church alongside my wife, Emma. And we're really excited about the season that we find ourselves in. Uh, we're in a, a series of talks called This Is Church. And uh, the, our This Is Church series is talking about all the reasons and ways and and. Uh, uh, different ways that we can be thinking about church and, and in fact, casting a new vision for our church. And right now we have a guiding verse for um, what we're going through. And, and the guiding verse is out of Matthew chapter 28. And in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in, name, in the name of the Father and of, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, today we're going to talk about the idea of go. And church, God is doing some really exciting things in our church in this season. Uh, there are messages that are just impacting us in a new way. There are things that are happening that are sparking a new sense that God is up to something in our church. And this message is no different. It's building on the momentum of what God's been doing in our church. We're going to talk about this idea of go. Okay, I want to talk a little bit. I want to figure out why Peter, who Jesus says is going to build his church upon, one of his closest followers, one of his disciples, a student of Jesus, he says, I'm going to build my church on you. And then when Jesus is being crucified, he's denying Christ and he's hiding from, uh, uh, from everybody. He starts um, uh, denying Christ to a little uh, girl at a fire. And I want to know how he goes from that to preaching boldly in front of a bunch of people that had previously crucified Jesus and 3,000 people came to know Jesus that day. I want to know why, and I want to be able to see us as a church go from, for some of us, so scared to step outside the doors of our own house, so uh, scared to step outside of the doors of our church to go reach people. I want to, I want to see a church that just like Peter goes from fear 
to revival. I want to see a church that goes from uh, trying to please man to seeing uh, ourselves uh, uh, aiming to please God. I want to, I want to see a church that, that begins with, with uh, not knowing how to go out of the doors that we find ourselves in and, and going out in the power and the boldness of the Holy Spirit and seeing a move of God that sees thousands of people coming to him. Listen, when, when God says, go make disciples, I want to be clear that the disciples, right, are answering this call and they answer the call to go make disciples and 3,000 people are added to his number. I don't want to give the impression in the This Is Church series that somehow making disciples means somehow we sit on our heels and we take it really slow for a little while. Peter is told, go make disciples and 3,000 people are added to, added to them that day. Can you imagine that? I mean, they, they haven't really made too many disciples up until that point themselves. And now they're responsible for 3,000 disciples. Come on, I want to see that kind of revival in our own church. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today. If you are taking notes, and have I prayed? Somebody in the studio, have I prayed? We should pray over this. I prayed before I started, but you have not been prayed over in this message. I'm going to pray. Jesus, bless this message in your name. Amen. How's that for a prayer? Everybody in the studio is laughing. I hope you're laughing at home or at our watch parties. If you're uh, taking notes, why don't you write down this title? Um, uh, it's just called Impulse. I want to talk about the impulse of a Christian to share the good news that's been given to them. I, I don't know if you know any parents, uh, and if you do, uh, you know their children. And this is because no parent is uh, quiet on social media about their kids. And the reason I know this is not just because I'm that way, but I have a friend. He's the one that nicknamed me Revy Rish the Bish, which stands for bishop. That was a little... Um, confused the last time I said that. Remy Rash to the Bish. His name is Tim Hutchison. Uh, he's a great guy. Why don't you just shout him out in the chat, or if you're at a watch party, just give him a clap right now, because he is one of the reasons I am standing right here in a studio. He's brought so much vision to our studio and so much expertise, and I'm just so thankful for you, Tim. But I remember Tim complaining about how many pictures were going on social media from other parents' kids. And I just kind of want to call out a friend, a brother in Christ, a brother, a true brother, and uh, say that Tim went from not using social media to essentially, uh, uh, basically his account is, is actually his child's account now. You see, Tim became a father, and it's funny because the impulse of a parent is to share about what's happening in their lives. I think the impulse of a Christian is to share what's happening in their lives. Can I take you back to the moment where you first began to realize that you needed Jesus in your life and that desire to get it out to everybody that was around and how that desire and that impulse actually drove away all fear as you began to share it with anybody that would listen. Can we go back to that moment? Because I can tell as Christians begin to witness new Christians coming to the faith, it's almost like we sit back waiting for them to slow down and we just say, well, you know, just give it time. They're not going to be as crazy. And I just want to bring us back to that moment to say that's actually the way we need to be living. You know, I want to bring us back to a story of Jesus. Jesus is, is offering life to everybody around him. And we find him in Luke 19. And he meets this guy named Zacchaeus. It says, Jesus, in verse 1, entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus. Uh, he wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, Zacchaeus was a short little man. And a short little man was, was like little... Uh, I don't even know if I was singing that right, but you know what I'm talking about if you grew up in the church. Again, if you didn't, you were spared from some crazy things. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You should. I'm going to move on. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up, looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this, get this, and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. We're going to touch on that in just a moment. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay him back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man, for Jesus came to seek and to save 
the lost. Church, when we see people that are looking for Jesus, is our response to reach out and to speak to them no matter what the cost? Or is our response to say, you know what? I don't really want to deal with that person today. I'm kind of on a journey somewhere. I got somewhere to be. I got somewhere to see. I am somebody. I got, I got, to, I got to go. And we ignore people that are hanging up in trees trying to get an angle to see Jesus. And because they're not already in our crowd and not already in our crew, we just begin to cruise on by. You see, we need to have an impulse when we see people that are searching for Jesus, to go out and reach them with the message of Jesus. To go out and make disciples means to necessarily to go. Like we, we, we've got to understand that when it says go make disciples, Jesus didn't say, hey, sit there and make disciples. Yes, going back to the first message, stay and wait for the Holy Spirit. But for those of us that have been staying and waiting for the Holy Spirit and praying for action, that cannot be an excuse for our inaction. When we pray for action on the part of God, it cannot be an excuse for our own inaction. We've got to go with the message of Jesus. And what we see Jesus doing is he sees a small tax collector in a tree and he calls him and he says, calls him by name and he says, Zacchaeus, I need to spend some time with you. Are we willing to spend time with the world today, church? See, I want to take this story of the story of Zacchaeus and I want to actually put it through some filters, some other things that Jesus said. There's a story. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is telling it, it's the parable of the sower. And it says, and, and Jesus is saying that same, uh, or sorry, the, the, uh, Matthew is saying that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him. And I love that because he's willing to spend time with the, the individual, Zacchaeus, and he spends time with the crowds. It gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables saying, and this was his parable, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell along rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But, then the, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And honestly, church, this would be my, my encouragement to you today. For those of you that have ears to hear, let you hear what God is calling us to, what Jesus is, is exemplifying for us, what the Holy Spirit is waking up in us. Because just as the farmer went out and scattered seed, Jesus exemplifies by reaching out to Zacchaeus, a sinner, that nobody is too far gone from the grace of God. See, if you're watching today and you go, oh, how did I even end up on this link? I mean, I'm listening to this crazy guy preaching at me right now. How did I end up here? Do I even belong here? The answer is yes, because everybody belongs in the kingdom of God. And how do I know that? Because the farmer who is in this story, actually Jesus, scatters seed on all different plots of land because he doesn't care about the type of soil it's going to reach. He has more faith in those types of soil than they have in themselves. This isn't an irresponsible farmer that's just wasting seed on any type of soil. It says that you put it on a rocky path, on, on, on some shallow soil, on some good soil. It's not like the farmer's just wasting seed. No, he has more faith in that soil that doesn't see much in itself. And he says, I see hope in that person there. I see hope in Zacchaeus. I see hope in your family member. I see hope in your school, uh, your colleagues and the people that you go to school with. I see hope is what Jesus is saying. And my question to you today, church, is do you see hope in the people that you are passing by on the streets in the same way that Jesus did? Or are you sitting idly by saying, look at them, looking, hanging out with sinners? Guys, how do we grow the church unless we know sinners? How do we understand the salvation of God if we don't first consider that we are sinners apart from Jesus? How do we ever expect to actually bring people into relationship with God if we have not talked with anybody at any level of depth in the last year about Jesus that doesn't know him? 
Come on, this has got to be a wake-up call because at one point it was an impulse for us to share with anybody that would listen. But in that impulse, we began to learn that as we shared, people didn't care. And as we shared, we started getting labeled as a crazy person. And as we shared, we started not being invited to that thing. And as we shared, we started to feel a little bit more on the outside. And as we shared, we got labeled. And as we shared, we got this. And as we shared, we got that. Church, The only label that I want the world to give me is friend of sinners, follower of Jesus. We've got to understand that as we walk through this earth and people are trying to get an angle on some level of truth in the world that they find themselves in, that if we are not looking for them, we will miss them in our own busyness, in the plight of ourselves, as we forget that Jesus has commanded us not to just go, but to go and make disciples. So we got to have a, a Holy Spirit response that says, God, I'm not just meeting with you today just so that I can hog it all, but I'm meeting with you today so that I can go and make disciples. You know, I have this phrase that has rattled around in my brain for quite some time, and it's this, this idea of obese Christianity. And it's those of us that fill up on all the things of God constantly over and over and over and over again. And we do this, and we, 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 we take in another podcast and another sermon, and we follow another Instagram account, and we share another quote, and we do this, and yet none of it actually goes outside of us, and so therefore we are stagnant, and we just keep growing more and more bloated as Christians, rather than actually exercising our faith as Jesus has called us to do. Do you know that one of the main metaphors that Jesus uses for Christians is an athlete? You can't be an athlete without getting on the move. Guys, this is going to take work. Athletes get up early in the morning and get to training. They wake up and they see that there is a goal in front of them. And the only way to get there is by exercising. And if they sustain an injury, they nurse it, but they get back on the track and they keep running. We need to understand that unless we wake ourselves up and allow the Holy Spirit to stir up an impulse in us that we are willing to actually act upon, we will have no effect in the world that we live in. Come on, this is, this is burning inside of me because we do not just exist to barricade ourselves within the four walls of a church, but we exist to see the, the, the people on the streets that we use to get to church come to know Jesus. Holy smokes. I need one of those, uh, like I'm actually sweating. I need a, um, a sweat rag. I've seen some... Some preachers use that, and I'm like, I don't understand. Now I understand why. Matthew 5, Jesus is further explaining this idea of, of letting what he's given us out. And then he says in Matthew 5, 13, he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Hey, the lens that we put over the story of Zacchaeus from this from Jesus is this. Some people say, well, this is about bringing out the God flavors in the world. In fact, that's the way the Message Bible would translate it. You know what salt also did? Is it preserved the things around it. it the, the, main, uh, the main purpose of salt in, during this time was not to add flavor or seasoning. It was to preserve something. Guys, our world is crazy if you haven't noticed. And it is our job to not just come alongside and be friends of sinners, but to preserve them with the message of hope that is in Jesus Christ. We don't just make friends for the sake of of making friends as some have done and then wandered away from faith. No, we make friends in order to lead them to our biggest friend, our closest friend, and his name is Jesus. And Jesus goes on from there and he says, you are also the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds, and glorify your Father in heaven. I want to slow this down just a little bit. I was at a, um, I was at a uh, concert, and I was 17 or 18 years old. Emma would be able to tell you better than me. And I was there, and I was it was a worship concert, so I was, I was worshiping God, and all of a sudden, this image popped into my mind, and it was the Toronto skyline. And the Toronto skyline was there, and there was some clouds, and there was, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those vivid images that have ever popped into my mind. 
And as I saw these clouds over the skyline of Toronto, I could tell it was the skyline, but there was a key difference, and the CN Tower was not the CN Tower, but it was actually the cross. And I remember praying and saying, God, what does this mean? And, and honestly, I, I meditated on this. I, I knew it was something from God for me. And now I want to share it with you. Because as I began to pray, I began to realize, and God began to speak to me and say, you know, Brandon, Toronto is known for many different things. Canada is known for many different things around the world, but it is going to be known for me. And it was in that moment that I knew that Emma and I would go and plant a church at some point so that this, this nation of ours will be known for something bigger than just skylines and progressiveness and whatever else we're known for, igloos and, and dukes and, and crazy stuff that the states, what, what is wrong with them? But, but, but honestly, it was in this moment that I realized, no, see, I've been saying this phrase over and over again. We do not live in a post-Christian nation. We live in a pre-Christian nation. But church, if we are going to see this, this nation that we live in, this province that we live in, this region that many of us live in, Waterloo region, if we are going to see it uh, come to know Jesus, we actually need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And even more than just that, we need to be the mouthpiece of Jesus that can go out and preach the good news so that those that hear it can put their faith in him. And I used to pray this prayer over and over again. And I'd pray it and I'd say, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Have you prayed that prayer recently? William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army. It's a... Uh, uh, it's, it's, to simplify it for those that, are, that have no context for the Salvation Army other than jingling bells at Christmas, it's, uh, it's a branch of the Christian church that's been very effective in communicating the gospel and meeting needs. And William Booth, the founder, said, if you can't cry over the city, we can't use you. See, I really believe that Jesus stopped by on his trip wherever he was going and saw Zacchaeus because he, because he saw Zacchaeus. Because Jesus took a, took a trip to earth from heaven. He, he came to pay a price for our sins that we could not pay for ourselves. See, he had cried and shed tears over this world that he had created. And he knew that his death on the cross was the only answer for the plight that we had find ourselves in. And if you're wondering what Christianity is all about, it's all it is about is about receiving that Jesus, believing that Jesus died on that cross for your sins so that you could be brought back into a relationship with the Father, right relationship with God. It means that you don't have to do a bunch of things to be accepted by God, but you can actually just accept what he's done for you. And Jesus, after spending time weeping over creation, comes to earth and he sees Zacchaeus because he's been crying over the Zacchaeuses in the world for quite some time. And when you've been crying over the Zacchaeuses in the world for quite some time, you can't just walk by the plight of somebody who's searching, but you stop and you get to know their name and you spend some time with them and you break the barriers of culture around you. They say, you can't hang out with people like that. And you spend time with them and you step over all of the things that would previously hold you back and you step over those barriers because the impulse of the Holy Spirit inside of you is greater than the fear that is trying to contain you and you go into their house and you explain the love of Jesus and you come alongside them like a friend and this is how the gospel moves forward. Isn't it interesting that for so many of us in a season where sharing about what God's doing through the church is easier than ever, most of us are going longer than ever of, of actually getting the word out about what God is doing through us as a church and through you and, and, and just in our lives. 
It is not the time to tune out simply because church looks different in this season. It is the time to rise up and say, you know what? As long as we are still here on this earth, we will walk through looking for anybody that is searching and bring them the good news of Jesus Christ. Church, this is all I have to offer you today is a call to action, a call back to your first love, a call back to that impulse that lives inside of you when you know Jesus is calling you to action. And I am telling you, if you answer the call to stay and wait on the Holy Spirit, it won't be too long before you get an impulse to go and make disciples. Church, today, can we pray this prayer? I want to pray with Uh, with you right now. Can we pray this prayer? God, break my heart for what breaks yours. If that's you, why don't you just stand up wherever you find yourself. You're already going to be in the posture of worship. Just stand up wherever you find yourself. Let's pray this together. Jesus, as we look over whatever area or corner of this world that we live in, but for those of us in Ontario specifically, and those of us in the Waterloo region, as we begin to pray, God, We begin to say, God, break our heart for what breaks yours. God, all sorts of fears start to come to mind because we know what it might just cost us to get this message of Jesus out there, this love of God to all those who would be listening. Jesus, as fears begin to attack uh, attack our minds and and lay siege on our souls. Lord, I pray that you would give us the boldness that you gave Peter that turned him, turned him into a, a, from a denier into a preacher of the gospel that saw 3,000 come to know you in one sitting. Jesus, we pray for that kind of boldness to well up inside of us right now. God, we have nothing else to give you but our, 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 our willingness to stay in your presence and be obedient to your, the, the, the prompting of your Holy Spirit. Jesus, we pray that we would begin to engage in practical ways. God, help us to to push past the fears of what friends and colleagues and family members might think. And may we answer the call to stand up and to begin to share with anyone who will listen. Jesus, we pray all this in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Hey, maybe you're Zacchaeus and you're up in a tree and you've just been waiting for Jesus to stop by you. I already explained that all you have to do is accept the free gift that Jesus paid for you on the cross and you you get to actually become a child of God yourself. Romans says, whoever believes in, Romans, a book of the Bible says, whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord will spend eternity with him. If you wanna make that decision today, I wanna give you that opportunity. So why don't you just bow your head and if you're watching live, if you're at a watch party, why don't you raise your hand? If you're watching live online, why don't you click that button that says, I wanna raise my hand, just indicating, hey, I wanna make that decision. Let's pray. Jesus, pray for anybody making that decision right now that you would meet them with your Holy Spirit. Replace whatever they've got going on inside with your Holy Spirit, your peace, your power, your boldness, your love. Jesus, in this moment, may we see people coming to know you and taking this call to action to share this good news with anybody that will listen. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Church, hopefully you're already standing. If you're not already, why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to begin to worship. God is doing something really special in our church right now. Let's not miss this moment thinking about something else or, or worrying about this. Or worrying, come on, why don't we just center our gaze right now on Jesus and begin to worship him. Lift up your hands. Let's begin to praise. Why don't we sing together? Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move of your spirit. Heaven break out.
Well, hey, why don't we just take a minute and wherever you are, put your hands together and thank Pastor Brandon for an incredible message. That was amazing. Thank you so much for that message. And listen, if you were one of the people just a moment ago, you made a decision to follow Jesus. That is the greatest decision that you could ever make. And we wanna do whatever we can do as a church to help you on your journey of faith. And so we have got connect cards and uh, it's coming up in the chat right now, a link to that. We would love for you to fill out a connect card because we want to be able to get connected with you and we wanna answer any questions you might have. And honestly, we just wanna get to know you, get to know who you are, hear your story. uh, And again, do whatever we can do to help you on your journey of faith. So make sure that you fill out that connect card. And also, We've got something happening right after this service. It is called Next Steps. And you don't want to miss out on Next Steps. You can find out more about how you can get involved at Slate Church, about what your next step is here at church, about where you can uh, where you can um, use the gifts that God has placed in your hand to just really honor Him. And so there's going to be a link popping up in the chat for Next Steps as well that you can click on. And if you're at one of our in-person watch parties, stick around for the MC right after this service. They'll give you some more info as to how you can attend Next Steps in person, but we'd love to see you there. Well, it's been an awesome day. It's been an awesome service. It's amazing to see what God has been doing. And listen, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And we're praying that you would have a blessed week. We will see you next week in church. Wait, don't go. If you were thinking of attending Next Steps do it. It is a great chance to get connected with some people. I'll be there. People like Carrie Ann and Amanda will be there. It's just a 10-minute call, and getting connected is worth it. I know that I wish I had done it way sooner than I did, so if you're thinking about it, head to Next Steps now, and I'll be waiting for you there. Good, 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 good. Hi, Slake Kids. Say Slake Kids is now. Look at it